afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and today's the day. Today is the day that we get into the debate, the uh, the historic debate between two governors who, I mean, one of them is not even a, a presidential candidate. The other is. They both admitted during the debate that neither one of them are going to be the party nominee. Um, you know, so it's an historical debate, nonetheless. You had these two guys duking it out. The the darling governor on the left and the darling governor on the right, DeSantis and Newsom. And I held off. You know, I didn't want to comment right away. I've had people ask, you know, when are you going to comment? What uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Who won? Who didn't win? Uh, I got to be honest. I didn't watch the debate. Oh, Dean, how dare you not watch that debate? This is civil discourse. What? What you should, you should engage in in civil discourse. You should be watching this debate. Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't because uh, I, I think it, you know you want to watch a debate to learn about the the point of view of the two people debating. Well, I know the point of view of DeSantis, and I know the point of view of Newsom. I mean, we've talked about Newsom's policies on this show. I mean, we've 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 detailed them. We know that uh, Newsom does not believe in parental rights, even though on stage, you know, Thursday night, by the way, he said, oh, of course, I'm, you know, I'm for parental rights. I mean, he's lying. And I'm not going to sit and, and, and give 90 minutes of my time to, to watch, you know, one man lie while the other man calls him out on his policies. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do it. I went back and saw the highlights, and it was, you know, what I thought it would be. And I, but, but I'm going to play a couple of clips for you because they're rich, and and maybe you've already heard them, and that's fine if you have. Uh, you, you know, if you're going to keep listening, you're going to hear them again just because they uh, they're classic. Um, and it just they're clips that ultimately. Uh, point to the fact that some men will do and say anything, and they don't care how badly it can be proven that they're lying. They will do and say anything to get what they want, and and that's the that's where Gavin Newsom found himself in Thursday night, just in a. You know what? I can't believe he agreed to this. I, I can't. I'm just, I am shocked and flabbergasted that Newsom even went on the stage with DeSantis because he can't win. And and the reason he can't win is because uh, Democrat policies are are non-debatable. In a in a debate, in, in a fair fought debate the Marxist policies of the left are never going to win against the conservative, freedom-loving policies of the right. Never going to happen. And the fact that Newsom thought that he could get on stage, I don't know, maybe maybe he thought with his looks and his gravelly voice and his, his gravitas and his demeanor and his 
his style. Maybe he could convince America that that California is the way to go. Matter of fact, somebody even said here, there's a quote somewhere in here. Where is it? Oh, all right. Dana Lausch. She tweets December 1st. Not even a question. DeSantis beat Newsom into a hole in the ground. This was that moment that every candidate wants, but DeSantis had a series of these moments tonight. Just an epic contrast of freedom versus statism on display. Freedom versus statism. That wasn't the quote I was looking for. Um, but, I mean, she's she's not wrong. It uh, yeah, That's what we saw. We saw... Um, Freedom versus statism. I mean, that's what Newsom wants. He wants the state in charge. He wants the state in control. He he doesn't want, you know, people to have, have freedoms in California. Dean, are you saying Newsom doesn't want people to have freedoms? That's exactly what I'm saying. I just said it. Um, I mean, his, his policies state that. There's another uh, tweet, another quote I was looking for where somebody talked about um, style over substance. Who? Uh, oh, <laughs> James Woods. This quote by James Woods. Here's what he says: "It's a blessing for DeSantis that California doesn't enforce criminal laws anymore, because he murdered Newsom tonight." <laughs> that just cracks me up. Oh, James Woods is so great. He is just fantastic. Uh, I wish I could find the quote about. Uh, Style over substance. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to say symbolism over substance. That's what the left is engaged in. Symbolism over substance. And I think that's what Newsom was hoping for. That the the symbolism that that he could uh that he could talk about on on stage is would would would, in, would engage the audience and 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 it would rise above the the lack of substance in his in this conversation. So, you know, we'll talk about Aristotle and the three modes of persuasion, I think, before this, this show's over with, because it's it's rich. But this article here says, the Thursday night debate in Georgia on Fox News was supposed to be about which state America should be like, California or Florida. So that's the premise of the debate. You, we got the two, uh, you know, the two biggies, the the big red state and the big blue state, and let's let's have a debate and decide which state America wants to get behind. Instead, the event turned quickly into DeSantis repeatedly going for the juggler on policy issues, while Newsom largely was forced to resort to not answering questions, sidestepping them, or simply trying to portray DeSantis as a bully. DeSantis, you big bully. How dare you talk about policy issues? You're a bully. An online instant reaction poll on Drudge gave DeSantis the clear victory. The Florida governor getting an overwhelming 67 to 33% win over his California counterpart. While many left-leaning commentators and DeSantis critics on the right credited Newsom on style. Oh, here it is. That's what I was looking for. Many conservatives gave DeSantis an overwhelming win on substance. Symbolism over substance. That's what Rush used to say about the left. 
they've just replaced the word symbolism here with style. Let's go with style. Look at that style up there. I mean, he looks nice with his hair all slicked back. He's got style. He's got a nice suit on. He's tall. He's thin. He's got that gravelly voice that, that you know, he, he's handsome. He's got style. Nope. I don't think the style won over substance. The style did. So it, I guess let's just dive into Aristotle right now. All right. I teach a rhetoric class to ninth graders. And we spend a lot of time in, in, in Aristotle, who, who wrote the, the book on rhetoric. And he talks about three points of persuasion, or three modes of persuasion, uh, ethos, pathos, and logos. Ethos refers to the credibility of the speaker. And Aristotle says this is the most important mode of persuasion. The speaker must have credibility. Pathos is is the emotion of the audience. So this is where the speaker persuades the audience by tapping into their emotion. And then logos is the uh, the factual, the uh, logistic nature and reason of the actual speech itself, what's being spoken. So the rhetorical triangle includes the speaker, the emotion of the audience, and what's being spoken. But Aristotle says that it's ethos, it's credibility that that wins the day. And this is why I, I, I'm not going to waste my time watching 90 minutes of, of Newsom and DeSantis going back and forth, because in my opinion, based upon the policies that Newsom supports, he has no credibility. It's zero credibility. Newsom cannot get up on stage and say that he supports parental rights when he has signed bill after bill after bill into law that to do the exact opposite of support parental rights. He has zero credibility. Uh, he can you know, try to tap into the emotion of the audience. And there's there was a, a couple of one-liners here that, that I'll talk about that Newsom tried to do um, to, to tug on the, the emotion of the audience. And the, the substance, the, the, the logos, the meat of the, the, the context of what he's saying is non-existent, is gone. It doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist because he, he has no credibility. He, he has nothing to stand behind. The only thing Newsom can do, the only thing the left can do in attempting to persuade people is to manipulate their emotions. And he tried to do it Thursday night. He tried to manipulate the emotions of the audience. He's got no substance. He's got no logos. He's got zero credibility. He's a liar. So he's got no ethos. All he has is his ability to manipulate the emotion of the listener. And the left is great at that, by the way. They are fantastic at, at manipulating the, the emotions of people. And this is why uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert here. This is, in my opinion, this is why the progressive Marxist left want to dumb down education so badly so they can continue to manipulate the emotion of the, of the people and get them to side with what, they, what they're saying with their, with their speeches, with, with their debates. The only way. The only way Newsom wins a debate against DeSantis is if he can tap into and or manipulate the emotion of the audience. I cannot say that enough. I can't say it enough. But Aristotle believes that the 
uh, first and, and, and foremost, the most important element in persuading somebody is the credibility of the speaker, the ethos of the speaker, the trustworthiness of the speaker, not just the likability, but the trustworthiness of the speaker. Is this speaker telling us the truth? And you can you, you can look at what they say, you can look at what the left says, and, and then you can compare it to their policies. And you can instantly see they are not truth tellers. They're not. They're not truth tellers. They're dishonest liars. That's what they are. Uh, they, they, they do not speak the truth. They speak falsehoods. And they speak them abundantly. Um, so there's my uh, there's my opinion of the debate without it even watching it. Dean, how can you have an opinion of an opinion of something without even watching it? Why that's um, that is uh, well, I don't know. Fill in the blank. That's that's inappropriate. I don't, maybe inappropriate isn't the right word. That's not what you're looking for. That's not um, why that's not logical. You can, well, okay. I mean, look. I, I can see the clips, I can watch the highlights, and you know I can draw my own conclusion. I can read the transcripts, which I prefer to do, and have done. I've read the transcripts rather than than uh, you know watch the highlights because then you you get the you're just getting the context. All right, the article continues. Those who praised DeSantis often cited his command of the facts particularly about the results of California's progressive policies. While several moments from the Florida governor were widely circulated online, including when he highlighted a map that plots human feces on the streets of San Francisco, that was, oh man, I didn't watch that clip. I've heard about it. I heard he, he pulls out a map and just, you know, plots the various location where human feces have, has been discovered on the streets of San Francisco. Uh, just um, so good. I, I mean, <laughs> if you're Newsom and, you, you know, your opponent on stage has now pulled out a map, a factual map where, where human fecal matter is being plotted, on the streets of San Francisco, how can you debate that? And then talk about how 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 quickly it was cleaned up when when your boss, you know, you know, chairman, party leader, Chi, comes to town. You know, you got to clean up the streets. I mean, why not clean up the streets? You know, anyway, why can't you clean up the streets? But you can clean them up when your boss comes to town. When your communist dictator boss comes to town, Dean, are you saying Newsom works for Chi? Well, I mean, draw your own conclusions. Newsom's a communist. He's a Marxist. I mean, that's it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? I don't think I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm being ambiguous here. Uh, media columnist and Fox News contributor Joe Concha said, this was the knockout of any chance Gavin Newsom had at national office. Simple reason. It is impossible to escape or defend the state of California under his leadership. Highest taxes in the country, highest poverty rate in the country, highest homeless rate in the country, highest exodus rate in the country. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's a, I do have a clip that's pretty funny about the exodus of California 
to uh, to Florida. I mean, it's pretty classic. Uh, DeSantis came prepared. I mean, that's what I'll say. DeSantis came to the show prepared, and Newsom was just taken off guard. Uh, if given the choice between the country being Florida or California, it's not even remotely close, even for many Democrats. Newsom's charisma or looks can't defend the facts on the ground. Plain and simple. He got his clock cleaned, and I can't believe he did it. Kids, I am just like, what were you thinking? Oh, I mean, were your handlers actually telling you this was a good idea? If they were, fire all of them, because it was a horrible idea. You're not going to win in a debate. Liberalism in a free and fair fighting debate will never win against conservatism. Uh-uh, not in this country. And, and you, you cannot lie your way out of a debate when you have this this record, this policy, you know, behind you. This record and this policy that that you have promoted, these laws that you've signed. I don't. What in the world were you thinking? I mean, you need new new counselors over there, Gavin. You you do. You got to start consulting with different people because uh, your handlers led you astray. Unless unless they were telling you don't do it, and you just in your own you know hubris thought, yeah, I'm going to go up there and do it. I'm Gavin Newsom. I'm the governor of California. I'm going to go clean his clock. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, I've got a couple of clips that we're going to pick up on the other side of this break uh, because they're just too good to not include. All right. Thank you for joining me today. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me. You can find us here live Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. time slot. You can listen on the world-class media player at americaoutloud.news. Or you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can download the app, the America Out Loud Talk Radio app for your Apple, Android, Alexa, and, of course, the next day, every show goes to podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, I mean, you name it. You name it, we're out there. So thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. We are happy to have you on board. And uh, today is our analysis of the uh, the great debate, the great governor debate between Newsom and DeSantis, uh, you know, Dean, how can you really give a, a, an, an analysis of a debate that you didn't watch? Really, isn't that isn't that irresponsible of you to? Well, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's true. I didn't watch the debate live, and like I said, I um, I know where they stand. I don't need to waste ninety minutes of my time listening to Newsom lie and spin. While DeSantis calls him out on his policies, it's just that simple. Uh, you know. Besides, even if I wanted to watch the debate, I couldn't because I don't have Fox News. I don't have cable. I, I cut the cord, and I, I certainly wouldn't watch Sean Hannity. I uh, no, of course, those are my opinions about Fox News and Sean Hannity. I won't get into the reasons why, but I prefer to perhaps read some some transcript of the debate after the fact, which I did. I did my homework. I'm just not up here uh, giving you an analysis of, of something that I know zero of. Uh, but it's true, I didn't watch the debate. I just I just couldn't bring myself to it. Just uh, I just couldn't do it. However, uh, in in doing my um, my own research of of said debate. Uh, Newsom did what I thought he would do and just come out there and try to tout that he's for parental rights, which he did on stage in front of, I don't know how many were watching. I, I don't know. It's on Fox News, so probably not many. Oh, oh, there we go again. Just my shots. That's all. That's all. That's all. But on stage, Newsom tried to claim that he was for parental rights. And DeSantis wasn't having any of it. It it happened just how I, I knew it would. Um, DeSantis went after him on the bill that Newsom signed, signed uh, which allows a minor to come from out of state and go to California and receive transgender treatments without parental consent. I mean, we've talked about this bill Um and so we know that this is this is out there, which again blows my mind at how in the world Newsom thought this was a good idea. He knows this is coming up. How in the world can you spin your way out of this? Uh, all right, so let's listen to this clip where uh, DeSantis calls him out on it. But let me just say something about parents' rights, because he Sorry. says California respects parents' rights. This is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, your minor choice. child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get 
hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation, yeah. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that well, you know honoring what? parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries? That is radical. That you know, is Ron, extreme. These kids that is an assault on live. parents' rights. You know what? Ron, it's not this for is, you to decide. These, it's for the parents to it's decide. The, you know what? And the these parents do not want their to kids survive. going I to these this, other honestly. things. Okay, at the back end there, it gets kind of, um, you know, muddled where they're talking over each other. But I left that clip in there because that's important. What they're saying, you know, that, that back and forth becomes uh, a, a very important part of, of the debate. So let's go to rhetoric class. Okay, let's pretend we're in rhetoric class. Aristotle is telling us that there are three modes of persuasion. And we, you know... We talked about this in the first segment. Uh, the, the 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 first the, the foremost that Aristotle believes is credibility, ethos. That's what he calls ethos. So, uh, DeSantis here at the onset goes after Newsom's credibility. He says, "Let me just say something about parents' rights because he says California respects parents' rights." This is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. That is an assault on Newsom's credibility. And, you know, all Newsom can do is just stand here and take it. In California, DeSantis says, if you're a parent and uh, you maybe live in Iowa, New Hampshire, or South Carolina, your, your minor child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy puberty blockers, sex change operations, all without you knowing about it or consenting to it. And then DeSantis says, how the heck is that honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries that is radical, that is extreme? He goes after his ethos. He goes after his credibility. And he does so with facts. He does so with with logos. And in doing so, it it does something to the emotion of the audience. It riles up the emotion of the audience. The audience is like, yeah, I mean that that makes sense. And there's this um, antithesis towards this horrible policy in California that starts to rise up in the emotion of the, of the listener, of the people actually hearing it. And then um, Newsom, however, because he has no credibility and because the context of his debate is extremely weak, there's no logos to it. As I said earlier, all he can do is um, write out the the pathos or the emotion of the audience. And, And the only way he can do that is to manipulate the emotion of the audience. This is this is classic rhetoric class right here. We, this is classic. Matter of fact, I think I, I think I may bring this up tomorrow in ninth grade rhetoric class. This is so classic. Uh, Newsom says, "You know what, Ron? These kids just want to live." And DeSantis, you know, keeps going. This is an assault on parental rights. DeSantis says, keeps going after Newsom's credibility. 
You know what, Ron? Newsom says, these kids just want to survive. <laughs> and then Newsom says, this isn't for you to decide. This isn't, this isn't your call. This is for parents to decide, and the parents don't want these kids doing this. Mm-hmm. But you'll, you, you'll notice how Newsom, I didn't mean for this to become a rhetoric class. I, I apologize, but I think this is important to point out. You notice how Newsom relies on manipulating the emotion of the audience. You know what, Ron, these kids just want to live. You know what, Ron, these kids just want to survive. That's all they want in life. And if it means I have to go around the backs of the parents in order for these kids to live, I'm going to do it because that's just the good person that I am. You know, this is emotional manipulation of the audience. And I, I hope that they're, you know, that Americans are to the point where we're beyond this. This audience is. I do know that. I know the America Out Loud audience is not buying the emotional manipulation. I know they're not. Uh, but you got people out there that most likely maybe have blue hair, and and they're buying it. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. He's right. These kids just want to live. All they want to do is survive, and their parents are standing in the way of that. You know that meme of the of the lady on her knees screaming to the heavens when Trump won 2020, I mean 2016. You know the meme I'm talking about. It's so great. Uh, you know, these are the people that are buying into Newsom's emotional manipulation. That's all that is. That's all it is. He's got no ethos. He's got no logos. All he can do is ride out the wave of, of pathos by manipulating the emotion of the audience. I mean, DeSantis has him dead to rights here. I mean, DeSantis owns him on this. Absolutely owns him. You know, he basically says, you have no right to be talking about parental rights. You have no authority to, uh, on, upon which to stand. You've got zero. When you signed a law which allows kids to come from other states without their parents knowing so they can come to California and get some type of heinous mutilating surgery. Because you think the kids want to live and you think the kids want to survive and mutilating their bodies is the best way to do it. Your policies are wrong. And you're going to stand up here and lie and say that that you and your policies of the state of California are, are for the parents. Uh-uh, not going to buy it. And Santis did, DeSantis did the right thing by going after Newsom's credibility because he doesn't have any. And he went after his credibility with logic, with the facts. He brought the facts. He brought the receipts. And in so doing, he then uh, attracts or, or I don't want to say, he, he creates this emotion in the audience of this of this righteous anger i mean this is this is this is textbook right here this aristotle would be standing up and applauding ron DeSantis. this is textbook rhetorical persuasion right here yeah because aristotle believed the best way to persuade is to be credible it is it's if you are truthful if you're honest if people trust what you're saying 
that's the way to be persuasive, not to manipulate their emotions, not to twist the numbers and massage the data and, and get the numbers to say what you wanted to say. That's not credible. Mm-mm, that's not that that's not having ethos. It's being trustworthy. And if and if you and if you're wrong, you know, you know, admit it. Say, okay, you're right. I'm wrong. Uh, that even adds more to your credibility. Absolutely. Uh, so um, wasn't that great? I mean, wasn't that rich? See, I didn't need to watch the debate in order to enjoy that. No, I can I can do my own research after the fact. You know, I can look at this. I can look at that. I can read transcripts. I can say, hmm, okay. Uh, I'm interested. Okay, there, there's another clip. Um, DeSantis in the debate uh, showed some graphic images from uh, – you know, what we would say, what we would call woke children's books. All right. Um, he refers to the book, what's it called? Something about uh, gender queer, this book, gender queer. And it's been in the libraries and, and woke uh, school districts all over the country. And uh, again, uh, DeSantis is calling out Newsom's, you know, quote unquote, you know, love for parental rights. Uh, the moment came uh, after Newsom was indeed defending his parental rights, and you know, DeSantis, uh, DeSantis breaks out this uh, this book. So uh, let's listen to this clip. The role of the schools to educate kids, not indoctrinate kids. It's not to impose an agenda. It's to do the basics. And what we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner uh, that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. Now, California has that. Uh, they want to have that injected into the elementary school. My wife and I have a seven, five and a three year old. Uh, we don't think that that's appropriate. And I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. Uh, it's also important to respect parental rights to know what curriculum is being used in the classroom, and everything should be age appropriate. I actually have something that I brought that some parents have objected to. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California. Florida, this is not consistent with our standards, called Gender Queer. I, it's, some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed at children, uh, and it's wrong. So this should not be in schools. Uh, when people like on the left say that somehow you're banning books by removing this from a young kid's classroom. No, this is not age appropriate. And so we're going to stand for the rights of parents. I think we need to do that nationwide. I don't think you can have a situation where some states just trample on the rights of parents. Parents have a fundamental right to direct the education and upbringing of their kids. So again, DeSantis goes after his, his credibility. This is textbook Aristotle rhetoric class happening right here. Uh, Newsom is, uh, you know, defending his record or trying to defend his record on parental rights. And DeSantis comes out and he says the role of the school is to educate kids, not indoctrinate them. It's not to impose an agenda. It's to do the basics. You're just to teach them. Uh, you're not to indoctrinate them. What we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. And that's absolutely that's what that's what should be happening. You know, that's what uh, we should not be uh, having allowed to happen in kindergarten. Can I say it that way? Or in second grade, kindergartners should not be told 
that gender is a choice. Second graders should not be told that they may have been born in the wrong body. And you'll remember when this came out, what did the left term this bill? This law that Florida passed, they called it the don't say gay bill. That's what they termed it. And there's nothing in the law about not saying gay. The law instructs teachers that they can't tell kindergartners that gender is fluid. And they can't tell second graders that you may be be born in the wrong body. I think it was third grade on down. It has nothing to do with, with saying the word gay or not. But the left said, this is the don't say gay bill. What does that do? It manipulates the emotions of the people. It, because the left, they have no credibility on which to debate. They have no logical rationale, no reason, no logos on which to debate. So what what do they do? They manipulate the emotion of the audience. You, you know, with this don't this bill is don't say gay, and it gets people riled up. Well, of course you can say gay. Is is he trying to? Is this against freedom of speech? You know, simpletons who who aren't, and maybe not even simpletons, just people who aren't paying attention. You know, people are trying to go about their lives. And they allow themselves to be manipulated by this sort of thing. Um, and it's what Aristotle referred to, or actually it's what Socrates and Plato referred to as sophists. Um, that it's these people that manipulate. They give rhetoric a bad name because they manipulate your emotions to to twist and turn, to, to, to get you to do what they want you to do. All right. Uh, more of rhetoric class on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD.
AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to the uh, debate analysis version of the Dean's List. Uh, we are we are analyzing the uh, DeSantis Newsom debate, and really what we're discovering is this is textbook Aristotle rhetoric class. Uh, DeSantis is operating uh, this debate uh, textbook style. Aristotle would be so proud of him right now. Aristotle is just, uh, you know, because I, I said this in the previous segments, and if you're just joining us, I'll say it again. Aristotle uh, believed that there were three modes of persuasion, and this is the foundation of, of rhetoric class, at least at Waterbrook. It's the foundation of rhetoric class. I teach it. I teach it to the ninth graders. Aristotle said that the, the most important element of persuading somebody. Now, there's three, ethos, pathos, logos. Ethos has to do with your credibility as a speaker. Pathos has to do with the emotion of the audience. Logos has to do with the, the context, the, the factual rationale of your speech, what you're saying. So these are the three, ethos, pathos, logos. Aristotle believed the most important of the three in persuading the audience was the speaker's ethos was the speaker's credibility. How credible is the speaker? Is he trustworthy? Is, is he or she trustworthy? Uh, it wasn't, you know, manipulating the emotion of the audience. It wasn't even the factual basis of, of the speech, the context of what was being spoken. It's how credible is the speaker. If the speaker is believable, then that individual will be able to persuade the audience. Now, if he's telling lies and falsehoods, I mean, he'll be able to persuade him on his credibility, but eventually he will, he will lose his credibility. Um, and what we're seeing here in this debate is DeSantis is going after the credibility of Newsom, and he's doing it with, with factual evidence, and in so doing, he is riling the emotion of the, of the hearer, of the listener, the audience. Newsom has no credibility upon which to stand. Newsom, uh, he, he, the, the the context, the, the factualness of of the logos of what he's saying is weak at best. It's it's manipulated. It's it's massage. He's trying to, you know, tell the audience that he believes in parental rights, that he supports parental rights. Well, that's a lie, and we know it's a lie because his policies tell us it's a lie. So the only thing he can rely on is twisting not even twisting, manipulating the emotion of the audience. And in the first clip we played, we saw how he did that by telling DeSantis, these kids just want to live. These kids just want to survive. You know, when DeSantis was lighting him up on the fact that 
he signed a law which allows kids from other states to come to California to get surgeries without parental consent and or knowledge. These kids just want to live. I mean, it's about the kids. And and DeSantis is blowing him up on how this, this law does not support parental rights. And he's doing the same thing here with uh, curriculum. And uh, he's, he's, and I, the break kind of interrupted us. So I, I apologize for that. I'll just recap quickly. DeSantis says the role of the school is to educate kids, not indoctrinate kids. It's not to impose an agenda, it's to do the basics. And what we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. And this is where we entered that last segment, because I kind of went off on the tangent, or not really a tangent, but it kind of makes my point that the left relies on manipulating emotion when in in response to this law that DeSantis signed, the, the left said, this is the don't say gay bill. You can't say gay. Um, you know, when in fact that was a lie, the, the bill had nothing to do with saying gay. It had everything to do with, uh, you know, with, with teaching kids um, education and not indoctrinating them in, in gender theory. And, and the left had no credibility. They they had nothing to stand on. So all they could do is manipulate the emotions of, of the people by labeling this bill the Don't Say Gay Bill. Case in point. All right, back to the DeSantis clip. DeSantis continued, now California has that. They want to have that injected into the elementary school. That, you know, it's okay to tell a kindergartner that gender is their choice. And that you, you could potentially be in the wrong body. California's fine with us. That's what he's saying. DeSantis continues. My wife and I have a seven, five, and three-year-old, but we don't think that's appropriate. I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. So here DeSantis is, is measuring his own credibility with that of the audience. You know, he's saying this isn't appropriate, and many of you feel that it's not appropriate. And, you know, and and so he's he's making he's tying his credibility to that of his listeners. Just classic. Just so well done. I don't know that he's intending to do this, but, you know, Aristotle would say, yeah, that's what's happening. DeSantis continues. I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. It's also important to respect parental rights to know what curriculum is being used in the classroom and everything should be age appropriate. And this is where he, he gets meaty. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California. And at that point, he holds up this book that's entitled Gender Queer. In Florida, this is not consistent with our standards. And he calls the book out. This book is called Gender Queer. Some of it's blacked out. You could not probably put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed at children. And it's wrong. So this should not be in schools when people on the left say that this is not age appropriate. He says, you know, we're not banning books. This this was not in the clip, but he's saying we're not banning books. Some people are going to accuse us of banning books, and they have. You're banning books. You don't want that book in there because you're a book banner. And DeSantis is saying, no, in Florida, we're not, you know, banning the book. This just isn't age appropriate. 
We're not going to have it in our elementary libraries. We're not going to have a, a book called Gender Queer, which is you know written in cartoon that's got pictures, very graphic pictures in cartoons of you know homosexual liaisons. This isn't appropriate. It's not about book banning. It's about age appropriateness. Now, how does Newsom respond to this? He, uh, you know, because this is this is factual. All right, it's it's already been discussed. It's been you know everybody knows it that this book is in libraries and California schools. People know what's in the book. Uh, you know, graphic pictures from the book have been you know posted online. Without even reading the book, you know what's in the book. And it's despicable, and it shouldn't be in, in libraries and schools. So Newsom, now this, his reply is not in the clip, but you can go on YouTube. I mean, you can find it. Um, you can find his reply. At, at, and, and, and in response, he, he says, in, in reference to DeSantis, he says, he would criminalize teachers and librarians for choosing the wrong book. That's what he wants to do. He wants to criminalize teachers and librarians. Uh, well, Aristotle would say that is manipulating the emotions of the audience. I mean, he's not he's not answering the issue at hand. He's not speaking to the claim that California has age inappropriate material in their high school or in their and their elementary schools. I mean, this is inappropriate for high school. I would say this is inappropriate for being in a school building no matter the age. It's inappropriate. It's it's pornography. It's in, in cartoon form, you know, but it's pornography. It's not appropriate to be at any school age. And Newsom doesn't reply to that. He doesn't address that claim. He he manipulates the emotions of people, and he he accuses DeSantis of wanting to criminalize teachers and librarians because they chose the wrong book. And, well, is he admitting that that's the wrong book? I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds to me like he's admitting that's the wrong book. The point that I'm making is he doesn't he doesn't address the the, the debate. He doesn't address the topic. He doesn't debate it on on the contextual, rational, logistical merits based upon his own credibility. He has no credibility, and his argument has no rationale to it. Therefore, he has to uh, manipulate the pathos of the audience. What Socrates and Plato referred to as sophists. This is why Socrates was anti-rhetoric. you know, rhetoric. He didn't, he didn't think rhetoric had any place in being taught. Both Socrates and Plato were like, rhetoric's horrible. I mean, this is horrible. It's just, it's just, you know, twisting and, and manipulating. And Aristotle came along. He said, no, 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 fellas, hold, hold on. If, if the speaker is credible, if the speaker is honest, if the speaker is trustworthy, if the speaker is speaking the truth, mm, okay, so then rhetoric can be, can be something we should be pursuing. It, and it is. It's something, as I say, at Waterbrook, we teach it to ninth graders, and we, uh, we teach rhetoric according to Aristotle, that he believed 
that really what should be pursued is truth, speaking truth, not speaking lies, not speaking falsehoods. Could you imagine if this was once again taught in our public schools? If public schools all over the country once again began to pursue truth, began to pursue the things that are true, the things that are lovely, the things that are good, the things that are beautiful. What if that were the case? In a generation, this country would change. It would it would change. It would do a complete 180 in, in a generation, probably even, even shorter than that. And, and that's, you know, that's why we're here. I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on America Out Loud Talk Radio, because this has to happen. We, we have to take education back. We have to start teaching kids things that are true, things that are lovely, things that are good and beautiful and honest and wholesome. Um, you know, not indoctrination, but education. Not coming at them with an agenda. You know, coming at them with morality. And it doesn't, and I'm not, I'm not even saying that we need, you know. Well, you just want to have everyone become a Christian. That's all you want. You want to turn everyone into Christians. No, I, I just I just want us to be honest. I just I just want morality back in, in schools. That's it. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the bottom line. Things that are true, things that are good, things that are beautiful and lovely. And these are the things that I that that I think we should be going after. All right. Uh, last thing that I will say here about the debate is probably the funniest. California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom's wife reportedly ended the Fox News debate last Thursday night between Newsom and DeSantis. Had you heard this part yet? This is classic. After the first 90 minutes of the debate were finished, Hannity said that he had more time to extend the debate. And both candidates were like, yeah, okay, I mean, let's go. Both Newsom uh, and DeSantis. Newsom said, quote, he would be happy to do it. I'm happy to extend this debate. Um, and then Hannity said, all right, we'll take a break. They have agreed to stay. I mean, they, they had been going for 90 minutes. I mean, DeSantis was willing to go for another 90 how in the world? I mean, Newsom had to say, he can't say, no, my time's up. He can't. He has to say, well, yeah, of course we'll stay. In his heart, he's got to be thinking, oh, God, please do something to get me out of here. Where's my wife? Honey, honey, I need you. DeSantis is mopping the floor with me. So uh, he says, yes, happy to do it. Happy to stay. And Hannity's like, all right, they've agreed to stay. We're going to take a break, but we're going to come back. Behind the scenes, however, the Newsom team, this article, I'm, I'm reading this out of an article that says Newsom's wife intervened, right? That's the title of the article. Behind the scenes, however, the Newsom team was reportedly furious over the outcome of the debate, with Newsom advisor Sean Clegg claiming the debate was rigged. <laughs> No, uh, Newsom just has no credibility. That's all. Much of the reaction on social media to the debate was positive for DeSantis and negative for Newsom. During the break before the extended portion of the debate, Newsom's wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, entered the room and intervened to end the debate 
according to NBC News. This is this is the far left NBC News outlet reporting this. That Newsom's wife comes into the room and she says, "That's it. This debate's over." Uh, NBC News cited multiple sources within the DeSantis campaign and other sources that was unaffiliated with either side that reportedly she came in and said, we're done. Everybody, we're done. That's it. We're out of here. I'm tired of watching my husband be destroyed by that bully over there. Politico reported that two sources uh, said that Newsom's wife had put a stop to the debate extension. So this is coming from NBC News and Political, the two left-wing media outlets that are hanging outside the uh, the green room here at the, de- at the at the debate. Gavin Newsom got beat so badly last night, his wife literally had to throw in the towel for him. That's what uh, Andrew Romeo said. He's DeSantis' spokesperson. Uh, Newsom's team claimed that both sides wanted to end the debate. Uh, you know, DeSantis said, no, that's not true. I was ready to go on another 90 minutes. Uh, so I guess, you know, the bottom line is Newsom lost the debate and his wife knew it and she was not going to let him you know, go out there for another drubbing. She was just like, uh-uh, this is over. We got to end this thing and we got to end it now. Ah, this is, it's just, it's classic rhetoric class. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we had this opportunity to go to rhetoric class today. I'm glad we were able to look at this debate uh, in the, and the perspective of Aristotle. That was enjoyable for me. All right. Thank you for joining me in rhetoric class today on the Dean's List. Uh, so many of you have asked, um, hey, how can we, uh, you know, how can we support what you're doing at Waterbrook? And it's it's simple. If you're interested in giving, if you want to, if you want to support what we're doing financially, you can text the word give to 810. 810- Six seven two, six four three zero. Text the word "give" to eight one zero, six seven two, six four three zero, and you can give any amount. Uh, we would love to have your support. Have your support of a rhetoric class teaching kids the way persuasion should be done. All right, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the dean's list. Let's unite to renovate the earth.